of the fifth parak of Mesech Psachim, parak Tamid Nishrat, from Daf Nun Ches Amid Alf. We know that there are two types of Karbanas. There are Zvachim and Menachas. Zvachim are animals. These animals need a Shechita. And then these animals, after they were shechted, are brought up to the Mizbeach as a Karban. Then we have Menachas. Menachas are Karbanas that come from Silas Chitim or Soirim. In the area of Zvachim, there are seven types of Zvachim. These Zvachim include a carbon Oila, a Chatas, an Asham, carbon Shlomim, Bechar, Meiser Behema, and Pesach. The first three of these, the Oila, the Chatas, and the Asham, are called Kodshe Kodshim. The last four, the Shlomim, Bechar, Meiser Behema, and Pesach, are called Kodshim Kalim. Obviously, the Kodshe Kodshim are more Kodosh than Kodshim Kalim. There are four steps needed to prepare the carbon before the Haktara and ultimately before the Achila. The first step is the Shechita. This is slaughtering of the animal. The second step is the Kabbalah's Dam, receiving of the blood into special Kalim. The third step is Hailachas Dam La Mizbech, actually walking the blood to the Mizbech. And the final step is the, step is the Zrika's Dam, sprinkling some of the blood, usually on the side, on the foundation of the Mizbech. The first step, the Shechita, anyone can do. Not only can Kohanim do it, but Zarim, anyone else, can do it also. The final three steps, the Kabbalah, Hailacha, and the Zrika, can only be done by the Kayan. The timing of the Karbanas are only by day. And in fact, the Zrika must be done on the same day as the Shechita was done. The Haktara, Lechatchila, should also be done on the same day. But the Dievet, as long as the Zrika was on that particular day of the Shechita, the Haktara of the Emurim is Mutter actually all night. Now, who is it who can eat the meat from these different Karbanas, from these different Zvachim? The Karban Oila, no one eats. All of that is done and is, is, is brought to them as back, and no one eats it at all. The Kodshe Kodshim, only the Kohanim can eat. And Kodshim Kalim, the owners of the carbon can eat it, but they're only allowed to eat it in Yerushalayim. How long do the people who are allowed to eat it have until they're not allowed to eat it anymore? Kodshe Kodshim can be eaten for a period of one day and one night. Kodshim Kalim can be eaten for a period of two days and one night. And the carbon Pesach can only be eaten on the night of Pesach, the first night of Pesach. If a person waits too long, and this man passes, and he has not eaten it yet, the carbon becomes nicer, and if a person eats it, he is chayev karas. Where is it that the karbanas are eaten? Kodshe Kodshim can only be eaten within the walls of the Azara. Kodshim Kalim can be eaten anywhere in Yerushalayim. Let's say, however, the meat was taken outside of these places, these places are referred to later on as the Mechitzas. In other words, the Mechitzas of the Azara are the area where Kachim Kachim can be brought, and the Mechitza for Kachim Kalim is anywhere in Yerushalayim. If it's taken outside of these Mechitzas, the Basar becomes Pasal, and you're not allowed to eat it. And by Kachim Kachim, Kachim Kachim, if the meat is taken outside of the Azara before this Rika, the entire Karban becomes Pasal. What if you did one of the four steps, the Shechita, the Kabbal, etc., and while you were doing one of these four steps, you had in mind to eat the carbon shaloi bismane, outside of the correct time. Then we say that this carbon becomes pigol, and if a person eats it, he's chayev kars. Let's say a person had in mind to eat it, not chutz lizman, 
but chutz lemekayme, in other words, outside of the correct mechitzas. Then it's pasal, and the carbon becomes pasal. However, if a person eats this meat, he does not get karas, but he's only over on a lot. As we mentioned before, one of the kachim kalim under the category of zvachim is carbon pesach, and that is the subject of the upcoming 40 blot of Gemara. This is the Iker mitzvah of pesach, and the details of carbon pesach can be found in Parshas Bay in Perak Yudbeth. The carbon pesach comes, has to be brought from kvasim or izim. As the Pasuk says, Se Tamim Zachar Ben Shana. This man of the Shechita of the Karban Pasach is the 14th day, Ben Harbayim. In other words, on Erev Pesach from six hours and on. This is basically after this man of Bir Chametz. And the Karban Pasach has to have two conditions. One, it has to be Shechted Liminuyaf, only for the people who are actually counted in to the Chabura. And number two, Lo'eichlov, for people capable who are capable of eating a full kezayis of the carbon Pesach. And the Zman of eating the carbon Pesach, as we mentioned before, is on the night of Pesach, on the night of Pesach. Now the Mishnah Nun Chesamad Aleph. Through the year we bring a carbon Tamid in the morning, and we bring another carbon Tamid in the afternoon. The Tamid Shalbein Ha'arbayim. Normally we see to it that the last carbon of the day is the Tamid, and the first carbon of the day is the Tamid. But on Erev Pesach, regarding the Karban Tamid Shalbein Harbayim. First we do the Tamid, then afterwards we do the Karban Pesach. And the Mishnah says that normally the Tamid is shechted eight and a half hours into the day, and is finished, in other words, it's brought by nine and a half hours into the day. On Erev Pesach, we do it at seven and a half hours and finish it by eight and a half hours. This is since there were a lot of people there, and we needed extra time to bring the Karban Pesach. We did it a little bit earlier. If Erev Pesach falls out on Erev Shabbos, then we do the carbon Tamid at six and a half hours, and we complete it by seven and a half hours, again, to leave more time for the Tzli before Shabbos comes around. This Manam of Tamid we learn from the Pasuk of Esakheves Echad Taseh Babayker V'Esakheves Hasheni Taseh Ben Arabayim, that there are these two, two Zmanim for bringing the carbon Tamid. And we have here in the, in the Gemara a Machlaikis between Rava and Abaya, in the Machlaikas between Rabbi Yishmael and Rabbi Akiva, exactly when on Erev Pesach we bring the Tamid, if Erev Pesach falls out on Shabbos. Abayah says, according to Rabbi Yishmael, we bring it at seven and a half hours. And Rabbi Akiva says, we bring it at six and a half hours. According to Rava, in Rabbi Akiva, we bring it at seven and a half hours. And Rabbi Yishmael, we bring it at eight and a half hours. The Shat in Rabbi Yishmael, that this man is eight and a half hours, is because Rabbi Yishmael holds Erev Pesach, Shachal, Liyais, Shabbos means it's kechal liyais b'sheni b'shabbos. It's equivalent to as if Erev Pesach fell out on Monday. So in other words, just like on Monday you would bring it at eight and a half hours, on Shabbos you would also bring it at eight and a half hours. The question is, why did he pick Monday as the example? Why didn't he say, just like it falls out on Tuesday, or like it falls out on Wednesday? We say he picked that because we know Rosh Hashanah cannot fall out on Sunday, Wednesday, or Friday. Loi adu Rosh. Because of this, Pesach cannot fall out on Monday, Wednesday, or Friday. That means that the first day Erev Pesach can fall out after Shabbos is on Monday. That's why he used Monday as the example. And it's interesting, if you want to be able to remember exactly what day of the week, or in order to figure out what days of the week the different Yom Taivim fall out in a particular year, all you have to know is when Pesach comes out, and when you know when Pesach comes out, you can figure out any other Chag of the year. 
How are you able to remember all this? You just simply work backwards in the Aleph base. Let's say, for example, Pesach falls out on a Tuesday. If Pesach falls out on a Tuesday, then we start with the Tuf. Tuf stands for Tisha B'Av. Tisha B'Av, then, would also fall out on a Tuesday, because the Tuf corresponds with the first day of Pesach, which is on a Tuesday. Naturally, if Tisha B'Av is on a Tuesday, Shivasa Batamas will also fall out on Tuesday. Then you take the second day of Pesach. Day number two of Pesach is equivalent to the Shin in the Aleph base, the second letter from the end. Shin stands for Shavuos. Therefore, whatever Pesach is, Pesach is on a Tuesday, Shavuos will be on a Wednesday. The third day of Pesach is equal to the Resh. That is Rosh Hashanah. And once you know when Rosh Hashanah is, you also know when Sukkot is, and you also know when Shemini Atzeres is. So, for example, in the year where Pesach falls out on Tuesday, the third day of Pesach, which is the first day of Cholamayit, is on a Thursday, which means Rosh Hashanah would be on a Thursday, first day of Sukkot would be on a Thursday, and Shemini Atzeres would be on a Thursday. Fourth day is the Kuf, that stands for Kriya. Kriya meaning Simchus Torah. So Simchus Torah in that year would be on a Friday. Day number five, which is equal to the Tzaddik, is Tzom. Tzom stands for Yom Kippur. And we know that if Rosh Hashanah is Thursday, Friday, Yom Kippur is on Shabbos. So if Pesach is on Tuesday, the fifth day after that is Shabbos, Yom Kippur would be equal to Shabbos. The sixth day is equal to the Pei. Pei is equal to Purim. But this is not the Purim in the future. This is the Purim from before. So if in this year... Pesach was on Tuesday. Purim, in that case, would be, would have fallen on the Sunday. The Purim, which we're talking about before that Pesach, would have been on a Sunday. The reason it can't be the following Sunday is because Cheshvan and Kislev messed everything up. Some years they're Chaser, and some years they're Mole. You can't possibly figure out what's ahead. So from this system, once you know when Pesach is, by following the letters of Atbash, you can figure out all the other Chagim for the year. So therefore, going back to our example from before, if Rosh Hashanah cannot be on Wednesday, Pesach cannot be on Monday, and Erev Pesach cannot be on Sunday. So the first possible day that Erev Pesach can fall out is on a Monday. Moving on in the Gemara, we say that it was usher to bring any other carbon before Vatamid Shal Shachar, or any carbon after Vatamid Shal Bain Harabayim. Tafnuntes. Vatamid of Bain Harabayim was brought before the carbon Pesach. The Pesach was brought Kaidem Lictaris, and Lictaris was brought Kaidemus Lineris, the Neris of the Menara. We then say, Ein Lecha Davrasha Kaidem Lutamid Shal Shachar, Alakhtaris Bilvad. And finally, the Gemara says, if a person is Machusar Kippurim, for example, he's a Mitzara, and he didn't bring his carbon, he could still bring his carbon even after the Tamid on Erev Pesach, because he wouldn't, if he wouldn't be able to bring this carbon, he wouldn't be able to eat the carbon Pesach at all. And we say the assay of carbon Pesach, if a person is mevatalus, he's chayev in karis, that's daicha, the mitzvah of hashlama, in other words, the mitzvah that the tamid has to be the last carbon of the day. Rabbi Yechonim Mabreka says that he can even, a person who is mechusar kippurim, can even do this particular trick any day of the year. We then say that the only time one is over on the assay of hashlama is if one is makdir an additional carbon after the carbon bein harbayim, but just to do additional avayda relating to a carbon that was already brought, that's okay. We say that all chatais must precede any ayla that goes together with it. That means even a chatas oif is before ayla of a behema, except in a case of a mitzayra where it's just the opposite. We learn from the pasuk of oilas shabbas b'shabbatai that only oilas shabbas b'shabbatai, v'loy oilas chayl emurim shal chayl b'shabbas. 
we then have the Mishnah. Normally, you know, we know that a carbon brought not lishma is considered kosher anyways. The exception for this is a Pesach or a Chatzah, that if one shachts a Pesach, but he has in mind to bring a Shlomim, for example, it's Pesach. And the Mishnah says, by carbon Pesach, if any of the four Avaidis of the carbon is not done lishma, in other words, any of the Shechita, Kavalot Hadam, Hailachas Hadam, or Zuikas Hadam, is not done lishma, it's Pesach. And we say that if there's a combination of Shaloi Lishma and Lishma, it's still considered a Pesach. Tafsamach. If a person says a carbon is for both two things, Rameir says twice Lashen Rishon. You look only after the first Lashen that he said. Rabbi Yaisi says, Af Bigmar Dvarav Nitzvah. You can look at both. And we say that if a person shechted a Pesach for people who cannot eat it, in other words, for a person who's sick, or for a, for a person in a different Chabura, or an Aurel, someone who didn't have Mila, then it's Pesach. But if he shechted it for both people who can and cannot eat it, then it's considered Kasha. Pesach, carbon Pesach, shashachtu b'shar yemaisashana, it was shechted on a different day of the year. If he shechted lishma, it's considered pasal. But if it's shechted l'shem shlomim, then it's okay. And if it's both lishma and shalai lishma, Rava says it's okay. Stoma lishma, we say there's a klal of stoma lishma. If someone has no kavan at all regarding a carbon like this, then it's considered a, it's considered kosher, because we say normally a person has in mind, and therefore stoma lishma, and it's kosher. We say that a person can be counted in or counted out of the carbon until the time of the shechita. We have a Mishnah that says shachtu the The person shachted a carbon for someone who cannot eat it, for example, like an RL who is not allowed to eat it, or a person who is not counted into the particular chabur. It's possible. A mixture, then it's considered kosher. Shachtu kaidem chatzais person shechts it before chatzais, in other words, he does not shechts it bein arabayim, it shechts it after that, then it's pasal. Shechtu kaidem litamit, then it's also considered kosher. But we know normally a Pesach has to be the last carbon of a day. But let's say it was shechts before litamit, then it's kosher as long as you at least made the zrika after litamit. The klal here is yuuchar davar, but the Pesach has to be the last carbon of the day, and the klal is yuuchar davar, it's got to be the last one. From this Pasuk we learn that the Pesach can only be shechted for the Minuya, of the people who are counted into it, but not for anyone else. We then say, Ein machshavas The only machshava psul by the carbon Pesach is a psul that comes by the time of the Shechita. This is the Shechita of Rabbah. Therefore, if a person has a bad machshava at the time of the zrika, it's still considered okay. Rav Chizda happens to say that it's considered puzzle. We then say that the Isser of Pigol, having a bad machshava to eat it chutz lizmane, at a time you're not supposed to eat it, that can happen during any of the four avoidas, but it's only chal if you don't abandon the carbon before the zrika. In other words, the zrika makes it chal. Tafsamach beis. If a person bakes something, with the kavana on Yantav to use it during Chol. Rav Chizda says he's Laika, and we do not say Hayel. Rabba says, Ain't a Laika, Mishum Damrin, and Hayel, the Imikloi Lai Archem, since it's possible that Archem will come. We then say if a person has kavana to include both Kashura people in the carbon Pesach and not Kashura people, the carbon remains Chal. We also say that a carbon Pesach is only Kashur with a sheep or a goat that is within the first year of its life. And finally, the Gemara says, Bruria, who was the wife of Rameir, 
learned 300 sugyas of Gemara every day, but it took her three years to learn Divrei Hayamim. That's how complex it was. And we said that once Divrei Hayamim became concealed, we lost a lot of the Saidis within Divrei Hayamim. Tafsamach Yemel. says, by carbon Pesach, Lay bi'inin piv velibay shavim. We do not have to have that both what a person says and what a person is thinking in his heart have to coincide. So in a case that the Shaykhet specifically said this carbon is only for Arelim, it's possible. The Rabbanon say, shavim. They do have to be coinciding. Therefore, since the Shaykhet has a machshava to also include people who were circumcised too, what he said doesn't really matter. Therefore, it's kasha. We say that in the Shechita, in general, we have to cut rov of the kane and rov of the veshet, both the majority of the windpipe and the food pipe. And Rameir says, mafligin bechatzi, mutter. If a person only cuts part of one pipe, then it's mutter. The Rabbanon say, ein mafligin bechatzi matter. We do not say this halacha. We then have a Mishnah. We know the sishchat al chametz dam zivchi. A person cannot shech the Pesach, carbon Pesach, if he owns chametz. But if a person does, then there's a laugh. And we say that if one shechts a taida inside the azara, and the 40 breads of the carbon taida are outside of the wall, these chalas do not become kaddish. Which walls are we referring to? Rabbi Yechanan says, as long as it's still in Yerushalayim, even if it's outside the walls of the azara, it's okay. And according to Eish even outside the walls of the azara, it's considered puzzle. We say, ain't like in alav she'en by maisa. And finally we say, the people who can be over on the Isser of Leisishchat, Al-Chametz Dam Zivchi, are only the Chabura, the Shaychet, the Zarek, and the Maxir Emurim. Taf Samach Dalet. Al-Chametz Dam Zivchi only applies to the Karban Pesach, not if you shechted other Karbanas on Pesach. And then we have a Mishnah. The Pesach was roasted by three separate groups. The first group would come in and fill the Azara, and the doors were closed. The Kohanim then blew the Shaifras, and waited to catch the dam with gold and silver kalim, and pass these kalim with the blood along to the final kayan, who would sprinkle it, make the zrika on the yusayid hamizbeach. And someone would sing halal. And here's a machlaikas. Taisvah says the Levium would sing halal. Rashi says that everyone would sing halal. After the animal was skinned, they would burn the imurim, the insides, on the top of the mizbeach, and after it got dark, everyone would roast the carbon pesach, and they would eat it. The Gemara says that Rabbi Yitzchak said each group had 30 people a minimum. And there's a machlekes here in the Gemara what the fact about closed doors means. Abaya says the doors closed by themselves. In other words, Saimchen al-Hanes. And Rabbi says that people actually closed it. We say that there was no one greater in Chachma and Yerushalayim than Akavya ben Mahalalo. And the Gemara also says no one was ever crushed in the Agzara except one particular time when an old man was crushed with, amongst all the people that were in there. We say that all blood receptacles had pointed bottoms so they could not be put down by one of the Kohanim. We were afraid if the Kohanim would put it down, the blood would dry out. The exception to this was the Lechem HaPanim. The vessels used for the Lechem HaPanim did not have points at the bottom of it because we were afraid that it would puncture the bread. We say that Shechita, by any carbon for that matter, can be done even by a czar, a person who is not a Kohanim. However, by a carbon, Zrika, Hailacha, and Kabbalah must be done only by a kain. We say that we use a lot of different kohanim to pass the blood from one point to the other until it got to the Mizbeach, because we say, Beraiv Am, Hadras, Melech. It's better to have more people doing it. And Rabshim ben Lakish said, We learn from the blood pass- passing 
that each claim would take a full container of blood, we learn Ein Mavirin Al HaMitzvah, and the source of this is a Mechilta in Shmais. And finally we say that this Rikas must be put on the Yusayid HaMizbeach, Tafsamachai. The third group that went in was called the Lazy Group. In other words, they were called Lazy, although someone actually had to be the last group. We say that they were still called the Lazy Group. And the Gemara says, Rabbi Aymer, Bisam a person who was involved in, in good smelling things, a person who was a tanner, so a person who has to deal with bad smelling things. The Efshali Ailam Balaizharam, Ubalay Nakavis. But the fact of the matter is, although it's ay to those people, the fact is that some people still have to have them. And we see from the Yerushalmi that if those who did it last, but they did it anyway, were still called atzlanim, koshikein, those who didn't get to do the mitzvah at all, were still called atzlanim. We say that they used to sweep the floor of the base Hamigdash to get rid of the, of the blood, and they used to do this even if Erev Pesach fell out on Shabbos. And we say this was done, Shalei Baratzen Chachamim Aso. Why was it Shalei? Why was it considered Shalei Baratzen Chachamim? Because there was a chashash of Meshavia Gumos. We were afraid they would fill up holes, and we know that this is Aser on Shabbos. And this has to be going according to Rebbe Leezer. Since according to Rabbanan, we know, Ein Shvus B'Mikdash. The Gemara then says, HaChaylev B'Shabbos Chayev. If a person milks, a cow on Shabbos to take out the milk, he's chayef. Why is he chayef? Mishum mefarek, because of separating. And here we have a famous machlekes, which is brought down in Masech to Shabbos, Daft Tzadik Hay. Rashi says that this mefarek is a tolda of dosh. The shad is he's uncovering the eichel from the animal. We also know as a yesh mefarshim that hold the reason chaylev is oser b'Shabbos is because of kaitzer. Rashi doesn't like this because it wasn't mechuber. Since it wasn't mechuber, how is it possible to have kaitzer? Taisus and the Me'iri bring down from Dafayin Gimel Amid Beis, they ask the following question. How can Rashi say that chaylev is considered a tolda of dash, which is equal to mefarek? We have a cloud that ain't disha ela bigadule karka. So Rabbeinu Tam learns that milking is a tolda of mamachek, of smoothing. In other words, a person is like smoothing the udder, therefore that's why he's chayef. And the Me'iri and the Rajba answer that since behemoths get their nutrition from the ground, they are considered like gedulei karka. The Gemara says that if blood fell on the floor, the blood from the kli fell onto the floor, it's okay to pick up this blood and then to make this rika with this blood. So we ask, maybe it never got into the kli at all and it fell onto the ground. So we answer, kohanem zrizimheim. Therefore, it's not possible for it to have completely fallen on the floor without even getting into the kalim at all. Rabbi Yehuda holds, even if both good and bad dam get mixed up, it's still okay to use this for this rika, because ein dam mevatel dam. And since here it's min demine, therefore this little bit of dam kasher is not batal to the dam which is not good, and you could still use it for this rika. Dam which is on the floor is not considered a chatzitza between the floor and the feet of the kohanim, as long as the dam remains lach, it remains soft and watery. Once it becomes Yavesh, however, it is considered a chatzitza. Now, why is there an afkamina between a davar lach and a davar Yavesh regarding a chatzitza? This, of course, has ramifications in halacha to someone who is taival, a woman who is taival in a mikvah, who is a nida. There's two pshat in here. One pshat is the pshat of the re'aim and the mordechai, which is brought down in Yeridea, Simon Kuf Tzadikas. 
The reason there's an afkamina is because a davar lach on the skin of a person, a person is not makpid on a davar lach, because this davar lach is going to fall away, it's going to be removed from the person's skin anyway. Mashenken a davar, which is a davar yavesh, a person is very makpid on, because it's not going to fall away easily. Therefore, that's why a davar yavesh is considered a chatzitza, while a davar lach is not considered a chatzitza. Taisvis in Chulin Dafchaf Beis brings down a different nafkamina. He says a thing which is a lach, the mayim of the mikveh can penetrate and get through the davar lach, and therefore the mayim could touch the guf anyway. That's why it's not considered a chatzitza. A shenkin, a davar yavej, the mayim of the mikveh cannot penetrate through, therefore that is considered a chatzitza. The nafkamina between these two pshatim, pshat and taisvis and chulin, and the pshat from the Mordechai and the Reim, is as follows. If a woman is makpid on a particular davalach. Normally we say that a person is not makpid on a davalach. But if a woman is makpid on something which is a davalach, so according to the first shot of the Re'em and the Mordechai, since a person is makpid on it, therefore even when it's a davalach, it's still considered a chatzitza, mashenken, and according to the second shot, where it's totally in the mind of the mikvah being able to penetrate. So it doesn't matter if the woman is makpid or not. The fact of the matter is the metzias is that a mikvah, the mind of the mikvah, could penetrate a davalach, so even if a woman is makpid on this particular davalach, it doesn't matter. Since the mikvah can get through, the mayim of the mikvah can get through, it is not considered a chatzitza, even in the case of a davalach. We then say that people used to walk home with the Pesach slung across their shoulders, and Reb Elish says this was the derech of the Arab merchants. The question is, does it really matter what the derech of the Arab merchants was? Who cares? The Ivitz explains that this shows us that it's kedai for a person to be mevaza himself in order to do a mitzvah. In other words, here where a person slings it across the shoulder, it's a little bit of a busha to walk around like that. But since a person is going to do a bar mitzvah, this teaches us that it's okay to be mevaza himself a little bit because after all, you're doing a mitzvah. We then have a Mishnah that says if Erev Pesach is on Shabbos, it's okay to do the shechita, the zrika, the draining of the insides and the burning of the fat, even on Shabbos. But we're not allowed to roast or rinse the insides of the carbon on Shabbos. Rabbi Akiva says, Shabbos. That's why you're not allowed to do this. And Rabbi Yezer says, Hechsher Mitzvah is also Daicha Shabbos. That's why he would say that even these things are mutter to do on Shabbos. Why is this Machlaikis only here by carbon Pesach and not by all other Karbanas? So we answer, all others are carbon Zibor. That's why they're Daicha Shabbos. Mashenkein, the carbon Pesach, which is a carbon Yachet. It's a Machlaikis to the, what extent you're allowed to be Daicha Shabbos. We say that the Bnei B'Seira and Eretz Yisrael forgot the halacha in this particular case. So Hillel HaBavli, who learned by Shmaya Vaftalian, came along and he said that it's okay, just like other 200 karbanas, which are brought on Shabbos, the 50 Tmidin, which are brought both in the morning and at night, and the 50 Musafim, which are brought twice on Shabbos, totaling a total of 200, just like those are brought on Shabbos, this could also be brought on Shabbos. And we know this from Xerah Shava. By Pesach it says Mayadai, and by Tamid it says Mayadai. Just like the Tamid is okay to bring on Shabbos, the same with the Karban Pesach. Also, from a Karban Pesach, from a Kalvachimer. If the Tamid where there's no Karas, if you don't bring it, and it's Daicha Shabbos, surely from a carbon, for a Karban Pesach, which does have Karas, you would be allowed to be Daicha Shabbos. And because of all this information which they received from Hillel HaBavli, they made him the Nasser. And we say that if someone forgot the knife, he can put it between the horns of a goat in order to carry it. And Taisu said that at that time it was also to carry Stam outside the walls, since the walls of Yerushalayim were Nifra. In the days of Hillel, no one was ever moal, 
since he advised everyone to first bring this carbon to the Azara when it was chun, and then to shecht it immediately. We then bring down Amr of Yehuda Amarav, anyone who is too proud of his chachma, he's too proud of himself, he will lose his chachma immediately, very quickly. As it says, call misyarim chachma, who chachma say, mistalekes mimenu, im navihu, nivwase mistalekes mimenu, im chacham hu, chachmasa mistalekes mimenu. And we learn this from a number of different places. The Gemara says if someone gets angry, he loses all of his knowledge. Even if they pass him from that, he's going to have a high post. He gets taken down from that high post. Finally, we learn from Ish Ish that if one person is Tameh, he brings the Karban Pesach on Pesach Sheni. However, if everyone is Tameh, then they bring it on Pesach Rishon anyways. Tafsamach Sayin. A Mitzayra, a Nida, or a Zav cannot participate in the carbon Pesach, but instead they bring it on Pesach Sheni. Here we're about to talk about a Mitzayra and a number of other people who are not allowed to go different places into the Machna or around the Beis Hamikdash. And I'll just read for you from the Sefer, Mishpat HaKarbanas. He brings down that there are ten Kedushas of Eretz Yisrael regarding different places as a Hakdama to the sugi we're about to learn. Ayarais hamukafais chema, any city that is surrounded by a wall, is considered more Kaddish than the regular cities of Eretz Yisrael, because from those cities you send out, from outside of those cities you send out a Mitzara. Yerushalayim is considered more Kaddish than this, because you eat Kachim Kalim and Maeser Sheni within the walls of Yerushalayim. The Harabayis is more Kaddish than this, because Zav, Zavas, Nidus, and Yeladas are not allowed to go into the area of the Harabais. The Chel, which is an area that surrounds the Azaras, it is the area between the Harabais and a different Azaras, is more Kaddish than the Harabais. Why? Because an Akum, a Tomei Mace, and a Bayel Nida are not allowed to go into those areas. Then we have the Azus Nashim, is more Kaddish than the Chel, because a Tful Yaim is not allowed to go into that area. Ezus Yisrael, which is the next area, is more Kaddish than the Ezus Nashim, because the Mechus Kippurim is not allowed to go into there. Ezus Kaihanim is the next area. A Yisrael is not allowed to go into there, except in time of need, or for Smicha, Kapara, Shechita, and Tanufa. The area Ben Ulam Lamizbeach is more Kaddish than that, because Bali Mumin, Frure Reish, and Kurei Begadim are not allowed to go into there. The Hechal, is more Kaddish than that, because only a person who is Rachatz Yadayim Raglayim is allowed to go into that. And finally, the Kaddish Kaddashim is more Kaddish than that, that the only person who goes in there is the Kain Gadol, Anyam Kippur, during the time of the Avoid. Here we say that a Mitzayr who comes into the Machna and is not supposed to, it's a Machlaikis if there's a Chi of Malkus or not. We say that a Tomei Mace could go into the Machna Levia or into the Harabais until the Azara. Azad, however, isn't even allowed to go onto the Harabayas. And this is the reason today we're not allowed to go up onto the Harabayas, is because we're all considered Temeim. Not only that, because today we don't know exactly where the Harabayas was, that's another reason why we do not go up onto the Harabayas or to the, any of the areas beyond the Kaisel Hamaravi. A Mitzayra is considered stricter than Azov, since he has to have Priya and Prima, long hair and clothing, and is Asr Betashmish. And Azov is stronger than a Mitzayra since he is metama b'mishkav u and he's metama a klicheres b'hesed, by just pushing it. 
We say that the tunnels under the Harabayas were not Kaddish, as long as they did not open up into the Harabayas. If they did, then they were considered Asr. Tafsamachas. We say that the Tzaddikim will inherit the possessions of the Rishayim, and they will bring the dead back to life later on at the time of Mashiach. Bila Hamavas Lanetzach. We learn that the Malach Hamavas at that time will be swallowed up, so there will be no more death amongst the Yidin, and Goyim will also live for a very long time. We say, Ein Ben Elam Hazeli Maisa Mashiach El Shibud Malchius Bilvat. The Gemara says that Hector Chalavav could be done on Shabbos. This is a raya that chaviva mitzvah v'shaita, that it's chashev to do a mitzvah at its right time. Although that it's okay to do it all night, but here we do it immediately. Rabbi Yeshua says, and he holds, that simchas yontif is a mitzvah. And Rabbi Lazar says that you should spend half of yontif for achila and shesiyah, and half for learning. The psukimar atzeres l'ashem alaykecha, which is referring to shemini atzeres, and atzeres tihiyelachem. And from these psukim, we have a machlaikis. Rebbe Lezer holds kula lachem, ay kula lashem. You have to take the days of Yontif and either use them completely for yourself or completely for Hashem. Rebbe Yeshua says, chalkeu, you're supposed to divide them up. Chetzio lashem, the chetzio lachem, half for yourself and half for Hashem. But Rebbe Lezer also adds, hakol maidim, shabbat referring to shvuas, be'inyanami lachem, at least half of the day has to be lachem. Why? My taima. We have to show, since it was the day that the Torah was given, we have to show physical signs that we're enjoying ourselves. Because if we wouldn't, it would seem as if we were regretful about having received the Torah. Tachsam Seifer asked an obvious question. This is, really seems like it's a paradox. Why is it that we say Shavuos is the day, because of Torah, that a person should have at least Chatzi Lachem? That doesn't make any sense. Quite to the contrary. If Shavuos is the day the Torah was given, that should be the day which is Kula Hashem, because Torah, after all, is something which is Ruchniistic. And here we're saying Chatzid Lachem, which is something which is Gashmiistic. So the Chassam Sefer answers, this is the whole lesson of Matan Torah. The lesson of Matan Torah is that a person has to take what he learns in Torah and apply it to Gashmias, has to apply it to his everyday life. Because after all, Ein Torah Nitna Lamalach Torah was given to human people, and since people have human needs, Therefore, the lesson of Matan Torah is quite to the contrary, that we don't say it has to be Kula Hashem, but we learn from this that it has to be at least Chatzid Lachem. You take the Torah that you learnt on Shavuos, we learn that Torah was given on Shavuos, and a person has to take the lessons from Torah, has to take what he learns in Torah, and apply it to everything that he does in his everyday life. Amar Rabba. Everyone agrees that on Shabbos a person has to have elements of Lachem, and a person has to enjoy Gashmias, Vikaras of Shabbos, Einig. That's how we see that. Everybody agrees that on Purim we have to have some lachem because we learn this from the Pasuk of Yemei Mishta Vesimcha. Marbre de Ravina used to fast all year <coughs> except for three days. Shavuos, Purim, and Erev Yom Kippur. The first two we've already learned. Why on Erev Yom Kippur did he not fast? Because the Pasuk says V'inisem esnafshesechem v'tisha lachaydish. What's on the ninth day? We know you don't fast on the ninth day, you fast on the tenth day. This teaches us, If a person eats on Erev Yom Kippur, it's as if he fasted for two days. And this is where the Indian of eating a lot on Erev Yom Kippur comes from. On Shavuos, Rabbi Yosef used to ask for a third-born calf, which is very delicate food, since it was a chash of a day. 
He added that if it wasn't for the Torah, why was it such a special day? Because if it wasn't for the Torah, which was received on Shavuos, I would have been like any other Yosef in the marketplace. In other words, the reason he was Reb Yosef was because he learned the Torah. But if he wouldn't have learned the Torah, he would be like any other Yosef. Amr Rabbi Lazar. Il If it wouldn't be for Taira, Shamayim Varetz would not be able to continue existing. Finally, bring the Machlekes between Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Yezer. Rabbi Yeshua holds Simchas Yantiv is a Chayva. Bishol, in other words, cooking food on Yantiv to have food is a Chayva. Rabbi Yezer holds Simchas Yantiv is Rishos. Tafsal Machtas. Amar Rabbi Yezer. Hechsher Mitzvah Deicha Es For example, you can even wash a baby before the bris mila. At that time, he's not in a makam sakana, because it's a hechsha mitzvah to the mitzvah of mila. We then say hakol chaylin hein eitzel mila. Every type of person, a cotton who is healthy or a cotton who is sick, is considered a chayla regarding mila. We then say aral shalaymal, anish karas. Aral, a person who did not have a bris mila, has a chiyav karas. Why? Since now on Erev Pesach he's puzzled from doing a carbon Pesach, therefore he's Chayav Karas for not bringing a carbon Pesach, and he can't even bring the Pesach Shaini either. Amar Yehuda Amarav, Halacha Kareve Kiva, the Mila, the Pesach. In other words, Kal Malacha She'efshalah Shaisa Me'erev Shabbos, Eina Daicha Esa Shabbos, Mila She'efshalah Shaisa Me'erev Shabbos, Daicha Esa Shabbos. And the same Halacha applies by Pesach that we paskin like Rabbi Akiva. And we do not paskin according to the other shittas, according to Rebbe Eliezer, who holds that even Heksha Mitzvah Mila and Pesach are daicha on Shabbos, even if you would have been able to do it before Shabbos. We then have a mission of it says, on Erev Pesach, we also brought a special shlamim, which was called the Chakigas Arba Osar. It was only brought so that the carbon Pesach would be eaten by everyone besaiva. This way they would eat a portion of the Chakiga, they would be a little bit, they would be fairly well full, and then they would eat the carbon Pesach. This is akin to the afikaimen today, which we eat b'seva at the end of the meal. And the Mishnah says, when Erev Pesach was on Shabbos, this chagiga was not daicha Shabbos. Also in the Mishnah it says, this chagiga was either a tzayin or a bakar, keves or izim. And like all shlamim, it could be eaten for two days and one night. Tafayin. Chagiga haba'im ha-Pesach na'acheles t'chila. First, the Chagiga is eaten. Kadesh Yehei Pesach Nechal Al Haseva. So Pesach would be eaten when people were already full. At that time, in the Manishtana, they would ask, Halayla Hazeh Kulay Tzli. They would say, since everything that night was eaten but Tzli, this was an additional question in the Manishtana. We then say, Chagiga Haba Ima Pesach Harehi Kepesach. It's considered just like the current Pesach. Ba Minat Sayin Ve'ena Minat Bakar. Minat Zachar Ebelei Minikavis. Bas Shana Ebelei Bas Shnei Shana. Ve'ena Nelchalas Elat Tzli. The Gemara says, Shmaya ve'aftalya in shehein chachamim gudale hadar, v'loi amru li Yisrael shachagiga daicha es ha-Shabbos. Finally, we say a Pesach is really just a carbon shlamim, but it's brought at a zman kvua on Pesach. Dafayin alaf. V'hayisa ach sameach is l'rabais l'el achran shal yantav l'simcha. Comes to include the last night of yantav also for simcha. Amar of Papa, simchas yantav, had a simchas yantav take place, b'ksus nekiah, with a clean suit, v'yayin yashan. Finally, we say, basar kavan pesach, lefi, Rabbi Lezer ben Azariah, is pasal to eat. You're not allowed to eat it after chatzais. We then have a Mishnah that says, if a pesach was shechted on Shabbos, shalai lishmai, he's chayef to bring a chatas. And any other zavach shechted on that day, if they're not roi for a pesach, then he's also chayef. Because we do not say, taya bidvar mitzvah, is considered potter. 
However, if it's royal carbon Pesach, Rebbe Lazar holds he's chayev anyway, and Rabbi Yeshua says he's potter, since atoya bedvar mitzvah, v'oisa ha-mitzvah, kol even if you do a little bit of the mitzvah, then he's potter. Dafayin beis. Rabbi Yitzchak Rabbi Yosef reviewed his learning 40 times to be sure he would remember it. And we say, Misha hayalai shteiti naikas, echad lamailai liachar Shabbos, echad lamailai bishabbos, one to do the milah after Shabbos, in other words, on Sunday, I want to do the milah on Shabbos, v'shachach umal b'shabbos, and he did the bris milah to the Sunday baby on Shabbos, hakomal d'mshachayev chatas, he's chayev to bring a chatas. Since even those, for example, Rabbi Yeshua, who holds hataya bidvar mitzvah is pater, that's only if he ended up doing a little bit of the mitzvah, but here he didn't do the mitzvah because it was shaloi bizmane. Rameir agrees that if an animal is a balmum, then he's mechuyev in a chatas, because he's taya if a person was Baal, his wife who was Anida, then he's Chayef, even though this is a case of Taya L'Dvar Mitzvah. And we say Chayef Adam L'Sameach Ishtay L'Dvar Mitzvah. We then say Yantav Harishin Shachal B'Shabbos, referring to Sukkis, V'Shachach V'Haitzi Es Halulav L'Rishus Harabe, that he's Pater, M'Mei Shatah B'Dvar Mitzvah, V'Zmanai Baal, and a person is very anxious about this particular time to do the Mitzvah. He found out that he's a chal, and he had already eaten truma, because a kayan is allowed to eat truma. But here he didn't realize that he's considered a chalal, and then he found out, so Rabbi Eliezer says he's mechoyev to pay a karen v'chaymish, and Rabbi Yishu says he's pater, because he's taya v'dvar mitzvah. Tafayim gimel. Hashaychet chatas b'shabes b'chutz, outside the base hamigdash, la'avoy dezara, chayav alav gimel, Chattis, one for Shabbos, one for Avay Dezara, one for Shchute Chutz. And finally we say an Asham that was sent to pasture, because the owner had a different one, and we then slaughtered it, Stam, it can be used as an Ayla. Yabaliyazer says, it's considered a Chattis, and must be left to die. And Rabbi Yeshua says its value can be used for a personal Ayla. This concludes the sixth parak of Masechta Psachem. <clears throat> now let us begin the seventh parak, parak Ketzad, Silen from Daf Ayin Dalid, Amar Alf. We have a Mishnah that says the entire common Pesach is roasted by a tzli on a wooden spit. We do not use a metal spit or a grill at all. The Karav and the Bnei Ma'ayim are roasted together with the animal, according to Rabbi Yisiaglili. Rabbi Akiva says you roast it separately away from the animal. The Gemara says you use a wooden spit and not a metal one, because metal will get too hot and it, the metal piece, will end up cooking the insides. And we know that the carbon has to be completely roasted from the fire itself. A gedima kulas, which is a roasted gedee, is usher to eat on the night of Pesach. Today, incidentally, we generally do not eat roasted items on the night of Pesach. We know that there's a halacha before meat is cooked, it has to be kashered in order to remove the blood by either malicha or roasting. If it's meat that is muldyasa, which is unkashered meat used as a stuffing inside kashered meat, you can roast all of them together, and the roasting, in order to cook the kashered piece of meat, will get the blood out of the inside piece of meat, which is used as the stuffing. The question is, the outer meat we know absorbed the juices from the inner meat, therefore it should be, it should asser the outside meat. So we answer that that's okay, since we say keboilei kach poltei, just like it was balea, it actually gave it out also. And we know that in Yeridea, Simon, Ayin, Ches, we paskin that even if there's a thin layer of batter around unkashered meat, that slee, which we now do to this big piece, cannot kasher the meat inside because this 
layer is considered a chatzitza. The Gemara says the heart is very full of blood, and it is smooth, so it needs more careful treatment in order to kasher it. There was a basic machlekas between Rashi and Taisvis. If it's sli, once you do sli, if it also needs some salting before kashering it to buy it sli. Rashi says yes, Taisvis says no, and we know that in Yeradea, Simon, Ayin Vav, the Mechaber Paskins like Taisvis, and the Ramah is machmer, if possible, to salt it a little bit before it's sli. But the Yavit, it's okay if you didn't do that. Normally, only meat that is to be cooked needs malich or tzli to remove the blood. But if you eat meat raw, then it's okay even without tzli or malicha, since we say it's considered dam ha'evarim shalai pirish. Once you cook it, the blood gets moved around. But here, but it's dam evarim, and it's lay pirish because it's not being cooked, it's not going to move around, therefore you do not need kashering. The exception is there are three atoms which have a lot of blood in them, and they need kashering anyway, even if you eat them raw. If it's a piece of meat that has a bruise on it, if it's Beitzei Zachar, or if it's the neck. And here we have a machlaikas between Rav Acha and Ravina. Usually in the Torah, in all of the Torah, we paskin like Ravina, who's normally the mekel. But here we're going to paskin like Rav Acha, who is the mekel in this particular case. If a person roasted meat over a spit, we know that it's mutter. The machlaikas is if he roasted it over coals. We say lahachmir, since meat shrivels, and the dambein will therefore stay inside. It's matzmis Tzomis. The Kula de Keshita, which is how we pass in Lahalacha here, according to Ravacha, holds that the blood is still considered drawn in this particular case on calls. It's considered Mishab Shaiv. Therefore, we pass in Lakula and you would be allowed to eat it. Dafayan Hay. We bring down a Maisab Rebbe and Ganlil Sha'amar Latevi Avdai. Tsevit Silalan Uesa Pesach Ala Achsla. Go make for us the Pesach on the Asla, which is the metal spit. The Pasuk says Tzli Eish, twice, to tell you that the carbon Pasuk must be roasted mamish on the fire. If the fire went out, you cannot use the remaining heat in order to continue roasting it, but you have to have mamish fire. The Gemara says if you cut slits on the carbon Pasuk and put it on glowing coals, in other words, Leichashais, Rebbe says this is also called Tzli Eish. We learn from the Pasuk of Ba'esh Tisarif that teaches us that the Misa of Srefa, when a person gets Srefa, this is via using hot molten metal, and not mamish that you burn the person in a fire. And we don't use hot water to kill the person because of a haftalarecha kamecha. We don't want to make it too painful. We want to make it as quick of a death as possible. We say if a piece of metal is heated up till it's red hot, it's considered gacheles shalmatechas, and is referred to as esh. Many achreinim bring a raya from here that should be able to use a light bulb for Neir Shabbos or for Havdalah, because that's considered like hot metal filament, which is just like this case of Gacheles Shalmatechas, what the Gemara brings down here. We have another mission of it says if part of the carbon Pesach touches the tanner, the walls of the oven, instead of being heated from the fire directly, we must cut that piece off. Dafayin Vav. We know that if Cham falls the Teich Cham, in other words, Basar Bechalav or Israel Teich and it's Cham Lutzeich Cham, Divrei Hakal Oser. This mixture is considered Oser because it's Cham Lutzeich Cham. All you have to do is wash it off. Cham Rav says, whatever is on top is what matters and carries the whole mixture. And Shmuel says, therefore, whatever is on the bottom carries the mixture. Normally, we paskin like Rav by Isurim, but here we had the paskin like Shmuel and we say, 
We add, however, that even by Tata Gavar, you must cut off a klipa, since we say Ademekarle Bala Purta. Until this particular mixture cools off, a little bit was by Leah. Therefore, you have to cut a little bit off, like we see in Shulchan Aruch Yeradeya, Simen Tzadik Aleph. We also say that the kula of Tzainen Lutach Tzainen is not chal if the two were salted or soaked for a 24-hour period. We say that the klal of Maliach Harehu Kareseach, something which was salted, is considered like hot, and Kavush Harehu Kamavushal, anything which was soaked, is considered like Mavushal. And we also add that the chumra of Maliach Kareseach is only if if it was so salty, you were not able to eat it. But if there's just a little bit of salt, it wasn't balea, therefore we would say lakul. Meat which is very fat can create a situation of recha milsa. So in other words, if you cook kosher and trefa meat together, the smell of one goes into the other and asers it. And we have here a machlekes between rav and levi. Rav in general holds recha milsa. Levi holds recha lav milsa. And Rav Kahana brings down if bread or fish, which is parv, is baked together with meat in the same oven, obviously with this meat is fleshig, you cannot eat this particular bread or fish together with kutach, which is milchig, because we hold recha milsa. Taisus brings down lahalacha from it, from this machlekes, this maskan of the Gemara here, that we paskin recha milsa. Rashi and Avaydazara says we hold like Levi and we say recha lav milsa, even if the item is fatty. But all of this kula of Rechelav Milsa is only Bidiyavit. And even the Rifu Paskins in Simen Kuv Ches, like Levi. That's only Bidiyavit, but not Lechatchila. The Rifu Hetter of Rechelav Milsa is only Bidiyavit, but Lechatchila, you never say Rechelav Milsa. Therefore, if something fleshing gets cooked with something parv, this item is considered somewhat fleshing, and you would not be able to eat it with something milchig. The riff also says that the only reason we say that it's mutter b'diyevet and we don't go any further than that is because this is considered davar she'esh le'matirin. Because really, if you want to, you could eat it with something parif. Many of you should don't agree with this analogy to davar she'esh le'matirin because that only applies if something is now asr but is later going to become mutter. But here, basically, eating it together with something parif does not change it from an iser, from something which is asr to mutter. So they don't agree with this whole lumdus of davar she'esh le'matirin. Nonetheless, even according to the best, even in the best case scenario, we would only say that it's mutter bidi eved to say rechalav milsa, but otherwise we say recha milsa. We even have a Mishnah that says, and we know as the Hakdama to this, normally karbanas cannot be brought if a kain is tame, unless it's a carbon seabor. When it's a carbon seabor, the kohanim tmeim can bring them, but it becomes tame, and therefore it cannot be eaten. So they can bring the carbon, but they cannot eat the karbanas. The Mishnah says these five karbanas that we're referring to are as follows the carbon oimer, which is Matir Chadash on the second day of Pesach, the Shtei Alechem on Shavuos, this is also Matir Chadash for Karbanas, Lechem HaPanim, Zivchei Shalmei Tzibor, and Tzirei Rosh Chodesh. These are brought, but cannot be eaten. However, Karban Pesach Sheva Batuma, not only can be brought Batuma, but can be Nechal Batuma. The Gemara says that this Mishnah comes to exclude Chagiga, although it's a Karban Tzibor, but it can be made up for any time during Yontav. We say that Rosh Chodesh is also called Mayid. And we learn from Mayadai that both the Tamid and the Pesach are Daicha Shabbos and are Daicha Tuma. Other variations of the word Mayid teach us that the five items in the Mishnah can be brought to Tuma. The Gemara then asks, is Tuma carbon seaboard considered Hutra or Dechuya? And this is based on a Machlaikis in Yuma, Dafav. In other words, is it really mutter to begin with, or really it's asr, but it's dechuyah, it's pushed off. 
The Bnei HaYeshiva held that it was considered a Dechuyah. We then bring down seats Meratza Alachilais. And we ask, if a Kayan wearing wears the tzitz, does it take off the tuma of carbon sebar? And there's a complex discussion of this in the Gemara. The Gemara says if we know that there will be no bus or kosher in a certain carbon, do we make this rika anyways? Rabbi Lazar says, yes, we do. Rabbi Yeshua says, no, we don't. And this is because he holds, im ein basar, ein dam, and im ein shirayim, ein kaimitz. And finally, Rabbi Lazar says, even when the meat is pasal, you're still able to be zarek, the dam. Tafayim ches. The Mishnah is not like Rabbi Yaisi, who holds, ein sitz meratza ba'achilus. Then we have a Mishnah that says, if the meat of the carbon Pesach became tame, you cannot be zarek dam. Masha'in came by other karbanas, you are allowed to be Zarek Dam. And the Gemara says that Rav says, if Bidi Evid, he was Zarek Dam anyway, it is considered kosher, and therefore he is putter from bringing a carbon on Pesach Shani. Reb Nassim says, Lechatchila, the carbon Pesach, should be brought in a way that allows for the mitzvah of Achila to be done. Tafayin test. We have a Mishnah. If a kahal, if a kahal or a majority of a kahal, or if the kahanim were Tameim, they can bring the Pesach Betumah, and they do not have to wait for Pesach Sheni, but the Chalais takes place on Pesach Rishon. If only a miut of the people are Tameh, the Tahirim bring the carbon then, and the Tameim, who are now the miut, bring the carbon on Pesach Sheni. And the Gemara says, even if just the Kleha Migdash are Tameh, we still bring the carbon right now, and we bring the Pesach Betumah. Rav Chizda says that this Kula is only if the Kalim became Tameh by a Tameh Mace, but if they became Tameh any other way, then it would become a question of possibly bringing it on Pesach Sheni. Rava says that any Kli Tuma, we would say this particular Kula. We then say that if exactly half the call was Tahar, and the other half exactly was Tameh, so Rav says this half now is equal to Rav, so the half that are Tahar will do it themselves, Batar, and the half that are Tameh will bring it now, Batameh. Rav Kahana says that half is not equal to Rav, so therefore the half that are Tahar will bring it now. And they have that our tummy become a meat, and therefore these people have to bring it on Pesach Sheni. We then say that there's a machoikis if women by carbon Pesach, who are machoyiv in carbon Pesach, are they machoyiv altsrishus or altschoyiv? Tafpe. If one shevet is tummy, that particular shevet brings the carbon by themselves, betuma, and the rest of the Kal Yisrael brings it now, betahara. And from here we see that one shevet is also called a kohal. Rav says that if half are tahar, and half of the people are Tameh, they should make one person Tameh via Asheretz, so that the majority will become Tameh, and all the people can bring the carbon Betumah, right now. The other eight, so which Ula brings down, is to send one person, Lederach Rechaika, outside of the camp, so he would not be considered part of the Tahirim, because he's outside of the camp, and therefore the majority now would be Tameh. We then say that a Pesach Abba Betumah cannot be made up for in Pesach Sheini, since the first Pesach was what counted, and you don't need Pesach Sheini anymore. And finally, we ask, is Tuma Hutra B'tzibor or Dechuya B'tzibor? We then have a Mishnah. The Mishnah says, a Pesach whose dam was Nizrak, and then they found out that this dam was Tameh. So we say that the tzitz is Meratza. What this means is that the tzitz of the Kayin is Mechaper on this Tuma, and the person does not now have to bring a second carbon. In other words, the first carbon was good. However, let's say it's not a case that the blood was, was Tameh, but the Bailim became Tameh. Then we say that tzitz is not Meratza. And this klal, that the tzitz is not meratz, if the bailim are tameh, is only in the case of if they were a baal over a carbon pesach or a nazir. However, by other karbonists, 
if the Baal is Tame, then the Tzitz could be Maratza. We then say that if, the per- if a person became Tame via Tumas Tahaim, this is a case where a dead body, which was hidden in an unexpected place, we say that there's a special Halachal Sinai that if a Nazir or a person brought the carbon Pesach, and he found out then that he stepped on such a place, then we say that Tzitz is Maratza, and the carbon remains to her. And finally we say, if Tumas, in the case of Tumas Ziva, there was no such thing as a heter of Tumas Tahaim, and therefore a Zav, in this kind of a case, would need to bring a Pesach Sheni because the first carbon was no good. Taf In the case of Zava, if she's Tahar for a portion of the day, we say Miksasayam Kikule, and if she has an additional Re'iya, the Tuma is only Mikanu Lahaba, and it is not Chal Freya. According to Rabbi Yaisi, Mirabana is Chal Lamafreya. Azava Azava is Matama via Mishkav Umayshav, via lying on something or sitting on something, and it becomes an Avatuma, this particular object. We then say that a Nazir who touches a small bone, we say Etzem Kisa'ira, even if it's just a small little piece of bone the size of barley, it is Saisir his Nazirus. We then say Ein Donen Kalvachemer Mehalacha, we do not learn a Kalvachemer from Allah Lamayshmi Sinai. The Gemara says the parameters of Tumas Hatahaim, up until what point? We say either this person does not know about it, or other Paiskim hold until two people know about it, or until everyone knows about it. We then have a Mishnah. We know normally Kachim Psulim are burnt within their Mechitzas, in other words, Kachim Kachim within the Azar and Kachim Kalam in Yerushalayim. The Karben Pesach, however, is burnt in front of the Beis HaMikdash, in front of the public, in order to embarrass the Bailim who allowed the entire carbon to become Tame. And at that time, you use wood of Hektish, Tafpe Beis. Are people allowed to use their own wood in this particular situation? The Gemara says no. According to Rabbi Yosef, they cannot, because we don't want to embarrass poor people who cannot afford their own wood. And according to Rava, in case some of the wood gets left over, people will be suspicious that he's taking some of the Hektish wood home, in other words, Mishum Kshad. We even have a Mishnah that says that the Pesach became Tommy on Erev Pesach, it should be burnt immediately. If the owners became Tommy or they died, then we wait until it becomes nicer, then we burn on Cholamite Pesach. Yochanan Abreka says we immediately burn it. The Gemara says it is an accepted halacha that Kachim that became Pasal or Tommy, you burn it. This is halacha Lamayshim Sinai, both for Kachim Kachim and for Kachim Kalim. Finally, we have a Brisa that says a Klal by Kachim. If it's Psul be Gufai, in other words, in the Basra, then we burn it immediately. But if it's a psul in the dam or in the bailam, then we need ibert surah. In other words, we wait till it becomes nicer, then we burn it. And on this point, we will conclude this shirk.